You're listening to Always Open number 117. If you hear something you would like to see from this episode, visit first.roosterteeth.com. Welcome back to the new season of Always Open. We're back. We're more beautiful than ever on this brand new, kind of new set. New set pieces, changing up the vibe a little bit. A little more cash, a little more chill. <laughs> I was going to say, we're back and barely legal, but it's only season nine. No. <laughs> oh, so I take that back. We have another nine seasons to go before <laughs> we're legal. We'll get there. One uh, day, <laughs> the internet will fuck this podcast? I don't understand this bit. Yo, I'm lost on this bit. Where it's going. Miles, this podcast fucks. This podcast does fuck. Right, Mario? It fucks. It's nine. It fucks. Again, very lost in the weeds on the yeah. bit. I'm just going to smile <laughs> and nod. There you go. Uh, I'm your host, Barbara Dunkelman. Welcome back to the show. With me today, as you've probably seen, I have some friends. <laughs> <laughs> Blaine. To be Blaine. <laughs> Blaine. <laughs> I have Miles. Hi, Miles. And it's me. Still here, still queer, in a new chair though. Ooh. Oh. Did you say in a new chair to new keep chair. the rhyme going? No, in a new chair. Oh, okay. Did I say it weird? You said still, still here, still queer, in a new chair. I think Blaine's giving you notes okay. is what's happening. <laughs> Let's workshop this rhyme. Oh, do we have time to just do all, can we just redo the whole thing? I'm just kidding. We specifically got these chairs so that we could now sit like assholes. Yes, 100%. Um, in the booth, we were very like confined to a space. It was tight. Blaine slipped off of the booth a lot, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and now we could, like, do crisscross applesauce. Yep. If one of us was, like, Eat a up. teacher and needed to talk about drugs, we could turn these chairs around and get really real with the audience. Uh-huh. And do a lot of elbow movements like Miles is demonstrating right mm -hmm. now. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. I'm glad someone noticed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Elbows up high. It's cozy. The set's kind of closed in a little bit. I feel like we're hanging out in, like, a living room rather than, like... A TV set. We were we were out for drinks uh, and and food after our shenanigans, and now we've gone back to someone's home, and now we're we're keeping the night going. Yeah. That's the narrative of this podcast. The other place yep. we had to keep it quiet because like the waitress and stuff yeah. would be like you know overhearing our talks. But even though we're further apart, I feel like we're closer. Together. I I, I, I wow. look forward to like a season eighteen when like as we continue the narrative, it's gonna be the morning after the mm. hangout, and everyone on set is like very hungover. Someone's like shit. Where did I park my car? Like two people on set definitely full around but no one's gonna talk about oh, it no. like all of our really makeup great. is smeared a little very bit. smeared we makeup, definitely yeah. played who's in my mouth yes absolutely didn't cook huh? was that a, i was gonna say did you just make a <laughs> dane cook reference Sweet. what year is this wait do the fuck it what is it super finger super finger what was it is dane uh, cook doing okay does anyone in broadcast so. know what he's doing did i want to know he's doing okay didn't he marry like a 20 year old or is yeah, that he's Quaid? yeah he married someone who's dennis quaid did also do that yeah which I uh, I went to the gym this morning and they have a like theater room where they have a lot of uh, um, cardio equipment where you can watch a movie while you while you work yeah. out. I love it. It's awesome. Really cool gym. Uh, it was a movie that I'd never seen before uh, called Intruder, where uh, it's Dennis Quaid being really creepy towards younger women, and uh, not the most fun movie to work out to. I guess it's like. <laughs> I don't want Dennis Quaid to catch me, yes, so I'm go gonna faster. fucking jazzercise the shit out of this. But like, now it was a very strange film choice. What would the best movie to work out to be? Rocky. Ooh, Rocky's pretty good. Although I was texting Eric about this, uh, fucking Vince DiCola did the soundtrack for Transformers the movie, 
That soundtrack's so fucking cool. It's yeah. like if Rocky became a robot. Ooh. It's like what it sounds like. Don't say that out loud. You know, Warner Brothers is listening now, and they <laughs> are going to take that idea and make it a reality. Oh, shit. Are we allowed, like, since we're owned by Warner Brothers and everything like that, and AT&T, are we allowed to say that we like Disney Plus? Don't you, shh, don't fuck, shh, what the fuck is, is that wrong? allowed? What the fuck is wrong? Barbara. Is that allowed? It was the fucking first week. Barbara. say that on the first week. What the fuck is wrong? There's a laser dot on your forehead. Don't fucking don't move. move. Don't move. We're sorry, AT&T. <sighs> And they, send, they send the Warner Brothers out to kill. <laughs> the, the Warner Brothers are like some fucking like Matrix Reloaded twin assassins. No, it's like, me, Tony Warner. Tony. All right, this is your last Warner-ing. Uh, the Animaniacs. Oh, it's just Yakko, Wacko, and Dot just show up with a fucking <laughs> like AK and are just like, I, I wasn't going to try and do an impersonation, but let's not even just go there. I'd be the most scared of Wacko, probably. Hmm. See, just that's what they name. want you Dot. to think. It's Dot. Yeah, Dot. Call her Dottie and you die. Do you know uh, Dennis Quaid lives here in Austin? No, he doesn't. He, he married a 24-year-old yeah. um, from that went to UT. That went to UT. Yeah, he lives here in Austin. She just. like, she was young. She would be yo young enough to where if I saw her on a dating app, I'd be like, I don't know. She's cute, but she's really young. Well, you're not Dennis Quaid, buddy, because he gets older and they stay the same age. Yo, I saw Midway, <laughs> and he plays like a like a hardened general in that movie. Mm -hmm. He looks. <laughs> he is dating someone younger than me. In yeah. Intruder, which seems to be a relatively <laughs> recent film, based on what I gathered from this morning's viewing, he does look very old, but I, there's a scene where he takes his shirt off, and I was like, D damn, Dennis, you're yeah. still hitting that gym, okay. Like, it's like if, like, if, like, you know the skin on your elbow? Yeah. If weird. that was, like, a person and also, like, still jacked and could act real good. <laughs> That's, like, Dennis Quaid right now. And I'm not trying to be mean. We all age. I'll be a wrinkly son of a bitch one day. I just hope that I'm, like, Dennis Quaid old jack. There is something to say when it's, like, you're old and wrinkly but still have muscle definition. If I could yeah. get, like, the Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt look when I'm in my 40s or 50s, mm. I will be... Oh, you mean just not aging? <laughs> yes, precisely. What about no. Keanu Reeves? Oh, dude, you don't show with his shirt off. First off, which is another dating. First uh, off, a dating man. Congratulations dating to man. Keanu Reeves on finding love once again. Yeah, that's lovely, and he deserves it. Yeah, he does. Um, I like this is a credit to how Keanu's just killing it and has, I guess, that vampire gene in him. His uh, new girlfriend, to me, I was like, oh, he's dating an older woman. That's cool because everyone's like, good on Keanu for not quading it. <laughs> and because um, he could, yeah, he could he get anybody, yeah, he could literally. Um, get but I'm like, he's like six years older than her. Yeah, he's older like, than her. this is. I thought he's 55 and she's 46. He's some years nine. older than her. <laughs> nine years. Nine I years think, old. I think yeah, was a thing. But yeah. like, they look very happy. And yeah, I'm happy for they look Keanu. great. Yeah, he's had a rough life. If you ever look into his thing, yes. like, oh, dude is dude has guy. had. Uh, he's been through the ringer to say the least. We don't. Let's not get super bummery on the podcast. No, for sure. He's had a very difficult life and seems to still be a very grounded and uh, like wonderful pre human being. Like pre-fame, or during? Uh, like, I, think I think it was during. during. Yeah, during. Like, even during like, I think it was all after Speed and stuff like that. Because apparently he had a crush on. Uh, no, no. And we just talk about it. he lost his wife and, and kid, child, I believe, in a car accident. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! It was real sad. Some crazy. Keanu. Yeah, no, he. We don't deserve him. We do not deserve him. You, you look at a photo of him with fans, and he he hover hands intentionally. Yeah, because he's a sweet man. Yeah, and he's he, just like, I'm not being inappropriate. I'm Keanu Reeves. Mm. I would mm. let Keanu mm. put his arm on my shoulder. Well, well, that's he'd a, still he'd still be like, <laughs> oh, I appreciate that, but uh, no, ma'am. That's a good impression. No ma'am. No ma'am, thank you though. Yeah, no, when those photos of, of that couple came out, I was like, 
okay, nice. And then I found out she was younger, and I was like, I think she just has like the gray hair. It's just the gray She's hair. She's embracing it, which I think is cool, yeah. dude. If I would date Helen Mirren, oh, that's all I'm saying. Hot. Have you seen Elon Musk's mom? Who? Cool. She looks Who's? like a super villain. So, Wait, what? No. Well, Elon, so hot. Okay. Elon Musk, you pull her up. Oh, sorry, my brain was thinking Jeff Bezos. And I, I sorry, I got my billionaires confused. <laughs> I was like, Jeff Bezos looks like a super villain. He looks like Lex Luthor. Luthor? <laughs> yeah. Lex He's Luthor. jacked as shit, too. Bezos? Lex Luthor? I guess he, Lex Luthor. I don't, Luthor? I don't know why. Luthor. 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 Lex Luthor. Right? Lex Luthor. He can go either way. It can go either way. He's a bad, bald man. At the end of the day, that's what matters. He self-pronounces it Luthor, like in multiple. He's like Guy Fieri, who like, if you call him Guy Fieri, he's like, um, it's Fieri. It's apparently a thing that he does. remember the best cosplay we've ever seen was at New York Comic Con. New York Comic Con 2019. There was a girl who was cosplaying as. It was a Flavor Scout. Flavor Scout. She was essentially Guy Fieri as a Sailor Moon character. Oh my God. Fucking. It was. Be- oh, it was beautiful. Absolutely flawless. Yeah. Shout out to the Flavor Scouts. Yeah, That's you're watching this. Doing God's work. This episode of Always Open is brought to you by MeUndies. It's officially the holidays and people are already shopping for gifts. Before you freak out about what to get your boyfriend, who you've been dating for four months, or what to get your mailman, is that a thing? It might be a thing. Or the fact that you have to go <gasps> to the mall. Oh, don't say that word. It's an evil word. Listen up, MeUndies is anything but ordinary. They have a gift for literally everyone. Um, I've talked about MeUndies so many times on the show, but I absolutely love their products. I wear their underwear every day. They have an amazing array of different styles and fits of underwear. Um, I personally like the thongs. It's great, comfortable. You can wear them with all of your pants. They're so comfy, um, as well as their pajama pants. Uh, I pretty much wear them the second I get home every day. Uh, MeUndies makes the perfect hibernation undies and loungewear. Whether you're looking to match MeUndies with your boo this coming season or just wanting to cuddle up with your favorite furry friend in a onesie, MeUndies Me Undies has you covered. Uh, they know it's friggin' cold out, which is why they're coming out with even more cuddly products like robes, slippers, and of course, the new baby bodysuit. MeUndies has a great offer for our listeners. For any first-time purchasers, when you order any MeUndies, you get 15% off and free shipping. So get 15% off a pair of the most comfortable undies you will ever put on. To get 15% off your first pair, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com open. That's MeUndies.com open. Thank you, MeUndies. So how young would you guys date? Or how old would you date? What's your Just range? diving right into that, huh? Yeah, what's your range? I'm on, if, I'm on Hinge right now, and I think my low is at 24. And even then, whenever I, because I'm 29, and even oh, yeah. then I'm like, there's such a gap in what we've gone through life experience-wise. Like, At least like just they're out been, of college. Yeah, stuff. theoretically. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it's still, it's like, I, 24-year-old me, completely different person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a change, I feel like, between 24 and 25. I think the youngest person I would date at this point would be a 25-year-old, because 20... I'm 29. 29. Okay. Thanks for bringing it up. Wait, we're both 29? <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, you guys. I'm 30. All right. Old bitch. Gross. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Um, but I remember 24-year-old me, that was that was that that moment where if you're out, you get the second win. You're like, yeah, let's keep going. 25-year-old me is like, so when am I going to fucking go home? <laughs> That's like, when do I hit that sixth spot where I'm like, all right, guys, I'm out. Yeah, that's that's yeah. 
It's, I just don't. I just can't anymore. That can't point, there is a video of that point in which I hit that point. It is the one where I interviewed my drunk self. <laughs> that my, How old were you when that happened? I think that might have been 27 or 28. But my relationship with alcohol was irreparably changed, like damaged after that night. Yeah. So for That's those of you spooky. who yeah. don't know what we're talking yeah. about, um, we did a series a couple years ago where we had three episodes. They're pilots. So pilot good. episodes. Blaine, Chris, and Ashley each interviewed themselves drunk, um, and such a clever bit. Blaine had a time. Blaine missed a flight, right? Blaine's. I missed. I, missed, uh, I was. Dating Alana at the time, her birthday was that weekend. I missed the flight the next day. I oh, missed her birthday. You, your Rip. competitive edge, I'm going to call it that, huh. came out that night. Where there was a moment where we took the alcohol away from you, and you saw that as a challenge. And there was, it was like a runaway train. There was nothing anyone could do. The Blaine train was a moving. These are think, new details that I did not know. I also think I understand it from a perspective of like, you're you're doing the show where the whole premise of it is that you're supposed to be drunk yeah. while you're right. doing yourself. And so like, you're thinking, okay, I gotta get drunk. Like, let me just do shots. And it probably came to a point where you're like, oh, I'm not feeling it. Let me keep doing shots. What it, it's the first, it, Only then like the shots will then all activate themselves at once. Right. There was, it was, there were several things. There was that. There was what I, I just mentioned where you were like, well, you can't take it away. I'm like, it, it was essentially this thing of like, I, I think you've done enough. And you being like, bitch, please, I'm yeah. playing. But the last <laughs> one was when you found out how much Chris had to drink. Oh, no. When you found out how much Chris had to drink, which can't believe he's alive. Um, you were like, I'm not going to let him fucking drink the most tonight. Well, it was a demon. It was fucked too because like the order was supposed to go like I was supposed to interview, then Chris and then Ashley, I think. Yes. But then everybody jumped line, Ashley, so I yeah. had to wait longer. Oh, so you just and kept I just drinking. kept drinking. Oh. And then, uh, yeah, I if I had to, I shouldn't say how many shots I took, but I I, I know at a ballpark and it. It was bad. Yeah. Let me just check the sheet here. It was uh, too many. <laughs> yeah. It turned yeah, out yeah. it was too many. So you don't drink that much anymore. Um, I don't, I get drink to get drunk probably twice a year. Yeah. yeah. You're going to hang out with drunk Blaine at the holiday party. Fuck Christmas, yeah. The, the, mm -hmm. the Rooster Teeth holiday party for Hell sure. Yeah. They'll come out then. Open bar, baby. Yeah. Also, uh, well, I probably shouldn't say this. It's very close to my house. In fact, I could probably walk there. Okay. And I plan to. Uh, but then, uh, that and then like birthday, I don't really get drunk. Randomly. Yeah. The older you get, the less you want to make a big deal about your birthday. Yeah. At least, well, I feel yeah. like there's two types of people. Some people are like, ah, I don't know, maybe I'll do something. And there's other people that are like, ding, ding, it is my birthday month. I do expect presents and your attendance at my party, which you will be receiving many invites I to. I feel attacked. And, <laughs> Why do you think we have RTS oh, well, in July? That was, that was about <laughs> another friend of mine. And she owns it, Issa. Issa oh, owns yeah. the fact that she's like, what's up, motherfuckers? Guess who's turning older this month and we'll be reminding you every week. And she fucking does. I love Issa. But I fucking love her and yeah. everybody loves Issa because she's an extraordinary human being. And so you're like, I'll, I'll do whatever the fuck you want, Issa. You're the queen this month. And she's like, I am. You could ride me like a fucking horse for the whole week <laughs> if okay. you want. You and her are the closest people I know to being like real life cartoons. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. You guys are so animated. Thank you. I, 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 that's sweet. That's I appreciate sweet. that. My 30th birthday is coming up. It's going to be in May, and I've already decided that I want to be as fucking shredded as possible. So I'm going to get on a workout program, I think, 60 days before. And then as soon as I hit it 30, Blame. I just want to look like fucking Dr. Manhattan. Have you looked in the mirror? Yeah, what do you, what do Where? you? But like, I want to go, I want to be like grossly fit. <laughs> like, like, 
least. No, you don't get it. I want it to be bad. I want it to look like Leonidas or like Brad Pitt from the 90s. No, but there, there want... are people you see who are grossly fit and you just like, it's just. That's like, okay. I just, just want the one picture. The one picture. Yeah, and then just be like, uh, hey, I'm 30. I've conquered age. Here's, well, no, here's, here's, no. What I see what you're doing, and it's brilliant. You want to get grossly fit mm -hmm. at 30, so then as your body naturally starts to deteriorate, mm -hmm. people will be like, honestly, he just looks more natural. When he was 30, like, he was too shredded. Now he looks great. So bad. what you're doing is you're getting around that, like, that bitch is fat. And instead, <laughs> it's like, he looks more normal. He looks like a that's, regular That's, person. it's brilliant. It's, it's brilliant. Um, I have a... a so speaking about <laughs> weight, uh, we took our cat to get weighed. You have a cat now, by the way. I have a cat which I was now. gonna bring up on What's the show. Name? Listen, I've fully turned into a lesbian. I've reached my peak. It's only downhill. She's just here. she's just surrounded by pussy now. Surrounded by pussy. Meow. Cat's name is Cashew. She's great. Ooh, she's good cat fat. name. Why isn't it Catshoe? Catshoe. Well, she has a lot of names. Chonker. Chonk. <laughs> Chuby. Shoes. Shoes. Cash. Cashushi. It's a good name. Shushi. She has a lot of names. Uh, Cashew the cat, 14 pounds. Damn. Big of a fatty. Bit of what a fatty. is normal cat weight? I don't know. I guess it depends like, on the size of the cat. I would right? say she's like a small cat. She should nine and ten. She shouldn't be that. She shouldn't weigh that much. Right? <laughs> okay. But um, so I was Tyler Coe was visiting not too long ago, and oh. I was talking to him and Hannah McCarthy, and Tyler kind of came into the conversation that Hannah McCarthy and I were having. I was talking to Hannah about the cat, and I was like, Oh yeah, she's moved in now. But, um, you know, she's a little overweight. She gained about three pounds in the last year. So have her on a diet. You know, uh, every day that I work out, I make her work out because we got to lose that, those three pounds. You know, like <laughs> I was like, I made her chase a laser pointer the other day. And Tyler came in and he was like, why the fuck are you talking about your girlfriend that way? And I was like, I'm not talking about no. my girlfriend. <laughs> he was like, three pounds isn't anything. What do you mean? Making her chase a laser pointer too is like, like something you keyed in on. <laughs> he's an idiot. I still love him though. But uh, but yeah. So hopefully my cat can get shredded, grossly fit. Mm. Yeah, first thirty first thing. You know what? Actually, maybe you guys can work out together. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. You want to put a cat regimen together? I mean, cat shoes are typically like a little high in fat, but. Okay. Wow. All right. Well. I can't believe you'd say that about a cat. No, what okay. if the cat's watching the show as we? See? She does watch. It's the just, cat. It just went. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Do you guys see uh, Cinderblock? Cinderblock the fat cat? I was just about to bring up Cinderblock. No, who's Cinderblock? Cinderblock the fat cat. Oh my god, it's this fucking obese cat. That's... So we're talking like real fat, not it's like, like PH. Yeah, not like, not, not yeah. cashew it fat. It can be both. True, it very can. true. Can. We're not body shaming, okay? This is like, this cat needs to lose some weight. Um, but they have, I think it's like the Portland, uh, like some kind of animal hospital in Portland has her on like a treadmill, but she hates it. And so they have the treadmill going and she's standing right beside it and the treadmill's going here and she's literally going, Am I crazy? Can I also see a video of her on like a treadmill underwater? Underwater with water. Because, yeah, because yeah. she's so fucking fat that she can't even support her fat weight. She like, can't, like, can she walk around or anything? Like, like no, like it's a that big of a problem. I think they, they do that for multiple reasons, just to pre prevent them from laying down and then also to, to support their joints yeah. because the water's supposed so, to. Yeah. That actually makes sense. But the first video that came out was just like the treadmill running right beside her and her just standing next to it, just going with one paw, like not even <laughs> trying. And so finally they like get her into the water and she has this like little life jacket vest, like harness thing that's holding on to her. And she's just like, what are they giving her that's I, making her that big? I was gonna say, I don't Dude. mean to dampen the mood, but like, I was actually pissed off. Like, everybody else was like, oh, I love Cinderblock. I was really pissed off. I was like, that's so irresponsible, those owners, to let them. Yeah. Get that is it big. not a yeah. form of 
animal abuse? Seems like it. I mean, I, mean, to, I guess it just depends. Like, you know, Cashew gained weight because they, her, my girlfriend's uh, old roommate, like, had gotten a kitten, and so she was just kind of leaving food out for the kitten, and Cashew was like, <laughs> Cashew was like, my, that's my, right. My now. That so now we can like regulate her feeding a little bit point more. 0.5 pounds now. Yeah. <laughs> this episode of Always Open is brought to you by Away. Away knows that everyone has a different travel style. That's why they make their carry-on in an array of colors, two sizes, and two materials. A strong yet flexible polycarbonate and an anodized aluminum. The carry-on has a ton of great features. It's lightweight and durable um, and is made to last a lifetime of travel. It has a built-in compression pad to help you pack more in and a removable laundry bag to separate dirty clothes from clean clothes, among many other great features. The bigger carry-on makes the most out of the overhead bin as well. It comes in an optional ejectable battery to keep your phone charged, and the four 360-degree spinner wheels guarantee a smooth ride. These suitcases are designed to last a lifetime, but if any part of your suitcase breaks, Away's standout customer service team will arrange to have it fixed or replaced as soon as possible. With their 100-day day trial, you could take your suitcase out on the road and live with it, travel with it, get lost with it. If you decide it's not for you, you can return any non-personalized item for a full refund, no ifs, ands, or asterisks. Um, I've been using Away luggage for a very long time, and I travel almost every single weekend at this point, and it's extremely durable. It's uh, very sleek as well. It goes with all of my outfits, which I know is a weird thing to say, but sometimes you want your luggage to match what you're wearing. Um, and it's very smooth. As I said, the four spinner wheels make it very easy to carry around with you. And the chargeable battery is great, especially if you can't find a plug at the airport. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com and use promo code OPEN during checkout. That's awaytravel.com slash OPEN, promo code OPEN for $20 off a suitcase. Enjoy. So are you back on the, the workout stuff? I know you were like I hard am. in it for a while. I am. I went to, I went to, uh, I went to Europe, got dysentery. Have you gotten to talk about that on this show yet? Not on this show, no. I briefly talked about it about the podcast. Uh, we got dysentery in Barcelona because Barcelona is the new Oregon Trail. Please, please, you got dysentery. Dysentery. Dysentery in Barcelona. 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 Uh, you know, my time spent in Barcelona, I was shitting myself. <laughs> so it was really good for me. Did you hear about this, Miles? No. Yeah. yeah I got fucking dysentery. Like Dysentery. Who gets that? I don't know. Oregon Trail people. After the program. How does one... Well... I think I had some tapas. I see. <laughs> One more time. Tapas. They don't say that. It's only I think. They were lined with feces. <laughs> see, it would be feces. It would be feces. Um, but I don't know. Like I, so I was in Barcelona. Was my last stop of my trip, and I started feeling really sick. Like a few days before I was leaving, and then then the last two days of my stay there, I was just like bedridden. I couldn't get out of bed. Feel that. Uh, oh. Flew to London. Sucks because that's like your trip yeah like you're there nothing's worse than getting sick on yeah. vacation no. sucks and then um like i was at an airbnb that was owned by this like older woman who would like come in and check in every once in a while and i feel like every time she was there i was just sitting in the bathroom like shitting my brains out uh, <laughs> like this poor woman just keeps coming in and thinks i'm like dumping a bucket of god knows oof, what into her like toilet. I, I knew those americans were full of shit <laughs> <laughs> no, not anymore good one uh, <laughs> So, flew to London, and then the next day had a nine and a half hour flight back to the States. Which is, I, I think having food poisoning on a plane is my worst nightmare. Yep. Like, if I think, like, what is my version of hell, it's food it's poisoning. That, that being, being drainage. three deep in the window, and just, like, 
I would just be like, I'm not gonna be sitting down at all this flight. I'm at a certain point, you'd be like, excuse me, aisle seat person. I'm just please. It's gonna be better for everyone in this row if you and I just do a little tradesies. I'd work out a deal with the flight attendant and be like, listen, straight up. I'm gonna shit my pants. Just leave it in the bathroom. That's my seat now. Ooh. Yeah, just put Ooh. a seatbelt yeah. in the bathroom for me. Yeah. <laughs> I think I started getting like a little delirious at one point because I had taken like a bunch of Imodium and a bunch of pain pills and was just kind of sitting there like hoping for the best. And at one point I got up to go to the bathroom and I was standing like near one of the like emergency exit store exit doors and I was just like, what if I opened it? Like you ever have those fucked up intrusive thoughts? I literally Oh yeah. There was the a story that happened, um, I want to say within the last year or two of something happening with a plane where one of the windows got like broken or like oh, yeah. opened up Ooh. and a woman got sucked out of the yeah, plane. Yeah, it was a Southwest flight. No fucking way. Yeah. I thought that yeah. was like some bullshit. Like, no, it was a Southwest flight. Southwest yeah. flight. That's some Aliens 3 shit. That's some Goldfinger shit. <laughs> and like literally I was on a plane, I want to say a week or two after that story came out and I was trying to not think about it. But whenever you try not to think about something, yes. that's when your right. brain is like, you're going to yes. only think about that. And I kept picturing something breaking or opening up in the plane and being sucked out and just like falling through the air and being like, I'm dying. I'm about to die. <laughs> like, holy shit. And I just couldn't stop thinking about it the whole plane where I just had to like buckle my seatbelt in like super tight. Like, yeah. <gasps> Do I have something to hold on to? Yeah. <laughs> you can't survive, apparently. Ah, oh, no, haunted. <laughs> Are it's you all those dolls, dolls I brought into this place. Oh my god. So <laughs> oh my god. Should we talk about that too? We can. We'll okay. talk about too spooky. Really quick, uh, was that your worst trip, do you think, because of that? Um, oh, I mean, overall the trip was great. Like I think so when I plan when I started planning this trip, it was like a celebration of paying off my student loans and like I was getting out of a relationship. And had just kind of been in this place where I was just like, I just want to get away from everything. And, like, I don't want to talk to anyone. Like, I had told my parents, too. I was like, I'll check in with you, but, like, don't expect to hear from me. And you planned this before you and uh, Hannah started dating, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it wasn't, like a, it's like, a heartbreaking, like, I don't want to leave. Yeah, You're yeah. Rude. And so, like, I, you know, I was in a completely different place, like, when I was planning this trip. And so when I was on it, like, I still had fun, but I wasn't, I was, like, much happier, you know? And I wasn't used, like... Initially, I used the trip as like an escape, and I was like, I just can't wait to get out. And then when I was on it, I was like, oh man, like I have someone I love, like I want to be traveling with, like I miss my family, like I. And traveling solo, I think, is great, and I think everyone should do it at Hell least yeah. once. It's so much fun. Um, but I think also, like when you do have someone in your life that you want to be with, it mm. makes that even more apparent. Yeah. It's like, oh, like this is fun, but it would be so much better. It was going to be your eat, pray, love trip. It was going to be my eat, pray, love trip, and all I did was shit. <laughs> you eat, pray, shit. Eat, pray, shit. Pray some more. Pray, stop shitting. Pray, pray, shit. Pray, shit. I got a trip to Japan. It is nice. Like I booked that like a year in advance. It's like like a nest egg. You know, yeah. like you got like a fun little. Surprise it's something up. to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Super for sure. Yeah, my, I think my worst trip. I went to New York. I don't know if I've ever talked about this, but I got roofied on a trip to New York. <gasps> that was my worst trip ever. And I what? also this is right before Arizona Circle production. And I don't know if I had dysentery, but I had a stomach bug, and I was just constantly shitting myself <sighs> too. Jeez, uh, dude. But the first scene that I shot for Arizona Circle was a shirtless scene, so I just looked like <laughs> going back to the full fitness thing. Uh, hey guys, don't. Uh, don't give yourself dysentery or any type of <laughs> well, poisoning to look shredded. I will yeah. say, I was, when I went on this trip, I was like, oh, man, because I, you know, I'd been working out pretty steadily, like, a few times a week. And then I went on this trip, and I was like, oh, I'm, all I'm going to do is, like, eat and sleep and, like, maybe Pray. barely get Love. some <laughs> get some exercise. And then, Calories uh, don't count when you're on Yeah, so I was like, I, I'm anticipating, like, gaining a lot of weight. And I went and, like, weighed myself after the dysentery, and I lost five pounds. Jesus. And I didn't lose any muscle mass. So I was like... 
That happens. Dysentery kind of fucks. Just just being in Japan, uh, dysentery ringworm free. Oh yeah, yep. you guys were all in Japan together. With coal, yeah, it was like two, a year ago. Years? No, it was, it was, no, it was uh, a year ago. Fuck, when, what the fuck, when were we? It was this year. Mar no, it was no. October. Last year? It was year? October of last year. So about a year ago. No, it was, yes. yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. No, it was, no. No? It was before October. What's the month of September? It's September to October. This is the most enthralling conversation we've ever had. I don't know. Wait, hold on. Let's get out our Google calendars. <laughs> it's been over a year. Yeah. That was a fucking great trip. Man. It was. Yeah. But that's one of the, yeah, that was one of those situations where it was the same boat for me. I was like, because I go on vacation for two things. Natural beauty and eating fucking food. Uh, That's my not, jam. Not eating and fucking and food. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, sure, sex is great and all, but you ever had a pizza from Savoy? Because that was the best part of that oh. entire fucking trip. Um, when you said natural beauty, I thought you meant, like, it's a beauty regimen for you to go, like... <laughs> On a vacation, like, I go for detox and cleansing, beauty. and I go no makeup the entire time. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, I know, I right? Do it. No, no, like I'll always, I'll always go for like, fucking redwoods in the Grand Canyon over like, this is a temple that's old as sin, and you're like neat, like very cool. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to downplay it, but I'm just there for that like nature shit. Natural, yeah, little um, natural. The, 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 my favorite parts was all the rural Japan shit. Oh, it's Hakone and stuff. Yeah. Except for the yeah, no, except Hakone uh, without you and Alana that night. Cole and I did I ever talk about this? How did we you, got separated? No, I don't know. Like on, pur trip? on purpose? Like or? you and. No, me and Cole had to separate from you and Alana due to this whole visa shit. Yeah, she had this whole visa thing. Oh, right, so We had to yeah. stay in Tokyo, and it was a fucking nightmare. And you guys had the best time. Well. <laughs> you guys whipped your dicks out of Well, we did oh. do that, um, but I'll get there in a second, because I have okay. to talk about ghosts first. Okay. Essentially, we, we were going from, we had spent a few days in Tokyo, and then we're going to go to Hakone, which is more of like kind of sleepy mountain town near a lake. Fucking beautiful. But... Uh, we had to take like two trains and a bus to get up into the mountains. By the time we got there, it was real late at night and the bus dropped us off on the side of this mountain road under like the only street light. And then everything else was like pitch black. It's and like we're just like- Ghibli movie. Yes. And we're just like uh, on the Airbnb app, oh like where are we? We had to like walk down the road for a little while and then we eventually find the driveway into like a, a neighborhood as is the best thing I could equate it to. But like. Every single light was off, and we finally make our way up. We cross like a bridge and shit, and we get to the house that's like covered in spiders and shit. And we get inside, beautiful house, beautiful home, had its own onsen, hot spring. Mm. Um, that we 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 specifically uh, got that on Airbnb because um, tattoos. We knew Alana was there. We knew some of us had tattoos. We wanted to just be able to chill. Oh yeah, because um, you're not we, allowed to have tattoos if you go to one of It's it's just it can be kind of a problem because it's associated with yakuza and, and stuff like that. Gotcha. Um, it was a beautiful home with, for whatever reason, a horrible wooden statue of a person in the middle of the living room. Dude, I think fucking. In the middle of the living room. In the middle of the living room yeah. was just this like wooden woman. <laughs> and we opened the door, we're like, oh. um, <laughs> it was <laughs> really fucking windy that night because that was there when uh, that typhoon hit. Yeah, so it was like and rainy too. It was yeah, extra windy all night. Cole and I, at first, Cole and I were stoked. We we're like, haha, we have the whole place ourselves, yeah. But then, like, it <laughs> we're like helicoptering their yeah! dicks. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, fucking, it's time for bed. We roll out our little tatami mats. Uh, it was a very, uh, lots of open, uh, like, sliding glass doors to the outside. Like, not a lot of ways to feel like um, people weren't looking inside constantly. Yeah. And all night, it sounded like just a fucking body was in the attic. Every now and then, we got up like three, four times to be like, okay, what is making that sound? Would you get is up it, together? 
I mean, yeah, because we didn't want to get murdered. Yeah, <laughs> like, we were like, bed. give me your hand. Give me your hand, Blaine. It was like, no, 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 no. You make fingers crossed. It was like this. Like, like something's going to kill us. Like, <laughs> you and Cole. Me and Cole. Okay. Like, he jumped in my arms like, it's going to kill us. Um, and like, we found like a window that was open and we closed it. And we're like, that's what it was. We go to bed. Boom, blah, 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 blah. It wasn't until, because it was fucking pitch black. It wasn't until the next day we found that like, because it was on a fucking cliffside, there was one tree that was like, like just like hitting the top the entire time. Mm -hmm. I I did not sleep that night. And during the day, beautiful. Blaine and Alana come to join us like, hey, welcome. And I remember I was like, hey, so just a heads up. Haunted. (laughs) Nighttime's going to suck. It's very creepy. We did find out it was just a tree. Like, okay. And we get up the next morning. I'm like, how'd you sleep? And Blaine's like, fucking terrible. This place is horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> but when did you and Cole see each other? Yeah, that's what oh, I want to talk right. about. That's like, what, let's go what back. point in the story well, we, I'm interested We wanted to use the onsen, and Cole, being the absolute, I don't know what you call a Japanophile, but, um, you know, he's very into the culture, very into uh, uh, um, all the content that comes out of Japan. He was like, I always did kind of want to do, like... Is otaku? Is that what it is? Otaku is a... Is yeah, that's not weeb? quite the same thing, but yeah. Right. Um, essentially, he was like... That's not a bad thing. Weeb. What's up? Weeb. Uh, weeb is, I feel like, There's a anime-specific. Okay. He's genuinely, like, loves so much about the Japanophile, culture. Japanophile, yeah. 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 Um, he was like, you know, I always wanted to do, like, the traditional onsen, though. Like, this is cool. I'm glad we did it, because, like, now we can all hang out. But, like... I did kind of want that authentic, like, we're going to be separated, there's going to be a wall, like, they're going to kind of be naked and do it. And I was just like, I don't care. And there was this moment where we were just like, fuck it. Take these broken wings. <laughs> <laughs> we fucking hung out. And like, he was like, just dick out, listen to podcasts. I'm like reading. And I'm just like, this is fucking tight. And you guys have turned that into a weekly tradition in your, in your uh, hot tub now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys don't. You guys, uh, you we have anime something. hot tub night now. Anime hot tub night. That sounds like Which, so much fun. Yeah, I got super lucky. I essentially got a free hot tub because I went to go pick it up it's and then I fixed it. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll pull out his laptop and I set it on my grill and we suck it up to my Bluetooth speaker and we just watch anime in the hot tub. Great idea. Unless one of you is coming down with something and you don't realize it, because oh. then it turns into sick boy soup. Oh, I got gross. Cole very sick. Do you guys do you take off whip? your underwear like old yeah. times? Do you still whip out your dicks? I'm gonna what? leave that up to you guys. I'm gonna I'm give a hard yes. <laughs> but guys do that, right? Like you, like is that that's a thing that boys do? Men, some boys do it. I was never whip out like out. there were some people that were like in like the locker room in high school that are just like, <laughs> and I'm just like unnecessary, but. Do, Live your life, I guess. Do boys actually compare penis sizes? I think so. I don't. I think everybody kind of does it in secret. Yeah, like in, in their mind. I don't think they're gonna be like. They like talk about it. Nah. Like, oh, I'm a, I'm a sevener. No. Sevener. Uh, what would be uh, the the female equivalent? Uh, my lips hang a little low. Yeah. <laughs> Boob size. Do your lips like? I guess. Like I guess low? tit size. Yeah, if you're like, I'm a C, well, I'm a D. But I, I've never done that. I've never compared. Right. It's the same thing. Size. Really. It's just like it's, like someone would be like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm, you know. It's a little warm out today. I'm like, I'm like, you know, seven. And someone be like, weird, <laughs> fucking gross. Why are you talking about that? Why are you making me envision your penis? Hey. Rooster, I was gonna say, Rooster is also different now to where there's more people and there's a lot of people that I don't know as well. It was like when we were like 30 people over it. It's also an HR department. Are you saying right. when there were 30 people, you used to be very dick flinging? I, I used to be very different because there was one sure. shoot. There's there was actually like multiple shoots where I was straight up naked and I was wearing a cock sock. And now I would very much second guess that. I just remember the time you came over to my place and I lived in Pflugerville. Uh-huh. For some reason, you like spilled gasoline on yourself. <laughs> and you had to go take a shower. And like several people were over at my place. Yeah. 
What did you do? I can't remember what you said. Uh, I don't remember what you said, but. Did I do the, 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 uh, oh God, what, what's the movie with the cannibal? Him oh, uh, Silence, Silence of the Lambs. Lambs. Did I do Silence of the Lambs or did I do the Ram? I can't remember which. <laughs> I just remember you came out with your dick tucked between your legs. Oh no, no, I remember what it was. Silence of the Lambs. We were outside, we were just like, oh. I think it was cooking dinner and we were all like, we were gonna do like a potluck thing that night for some reason. And I just hear from my hallway, cutting the bathroom, guys, I think my dick fell off. And we look over and you just had your dick tucked between your legs and we were like, why? And then you were just like, <laughs> retreated. It was the most locker room shit. As someone that didn't play fucking football in, in high school, I was like, so that's what it's like. When you yeah. retreated, did you retreat backwards or did you turn around and walk? I think away? I crab walked. I just went like, <laughs> that's what I did. That is what he did. This is what he did. Um, man, those hamburgers sucked that night. Who cooked that shit? It was cold. Yeah, that's fucking, that's fucking oh, sucks. Called out, guys. Oh, wow. Cold. He, Sorry, Cole. He, well, it, was, it wasn't burgers. He did like a... It was some family recipe. Hamburger steak? It was something like that. It was, I didn't, my stomach didn't appreciate it. I appreciated the gesture. My stomach was like, I have some notes. But <laughs> hey, we were young, you know, we were still learning. You had your dicks out. We and got our dicks like out. One of us one had of our us dicks did. out. I never was in theater when I was a kid. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of what Rooster Teeth has become is almost like we're a bunch of theater kids to a point where if we need to change for a shoot, or oh, for like yeah. a, a photo shoot or whatever we're doing, like people just fucking do it in the room. Yep. Yeah. It's just like I don't even give a fuck. These it, people here are like my brothers and sisters at yeah. this point. So it's just like I don't give a shit. There's yeah. there's nothing like sexy or exciting or anything. It's just like part of our job. I feel like we all yeah. do it. I mean, I probably wouldn't take my pants off. Yeah. But like, I I have if I have boxers on because it's, yeah. it's just like. As long as everybody else is comfortable with it, then I, I don't care about showing off, so it's just like, whatever. Yeah, there was a photo shoot where it was like me, Hannah McCarthy, Andrew, and uh, John. Mm -hmm. And we we had to cycle through so many pieces of clothing. We only had an hour to do it. And so like if we would have ran out to change every time, we would have lost like 10 minutes. Yep. And so we literally just got to the point where we were just like <laughs> ripping clothes off and Emily Weeks is taking pictures. And it's like, if anyone were to walk in in this moment and just be like, half of us are naked, we're just fucking. Cole and Miles are there with their. Dicks Cole and out. Miles are out helicoptering. I have an appreciation for that kind of friendship. Sure. Yeah. It's like we're all cool enough that we're not, you know. It's that. Uh, it's that equivalent of like in '80s movies when young boys just hang out and decide to go to the swimming hole in their in their briefs. Briefs. It's kind of weird now, but at the time, it's very charming. We're there. <laughs> we did a. We did a, another thing where we. Do we want to talk about the Airbnb thing that we? I did? think yeah, we can. We. I mean, we posted some stuff on Instagram and whatnot. We yeah. Oh yeah. Filmed a bunch of stuff. We, we filmed like a, we had a whole content day at this Airbnb. We rented out this Airbnb. We shot a short, bought a bunch of RT license and stuff like that. It's a really fucking fun time. Mm -hmm. But like when we we're all settling in, like there was like at one time like eight of us in the same bed, all just like. <laughs> Taking, almost taking a nap, we're like, this is so fucking comfortable. And Blaine loves it was a every twin second bed too. It. it was a twin bed. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. We we rented out a place to, I mean, initially shoot uh, RT short. Mm -hmm. And because we just had it for the whole day, we're like, why don't we just all film a bunch of content here? Mm. And one of those pieces of content was, we were all in one of the rooms upstairs with two twin beds. And... Todd and Chad were gonna arrive at the Airbnb and we're like, oh, we should all stay in this room and then when they come look for us, we'll scare them. <laughs> so they got into the room, or they got into the house and we were all hiding. There was like three people in each bed. It was Blaine, John, and Chris in one. <laughs> Just cuddled on top of me. Meryl and Jessica in the other one. Yep. And 
they didn't come upstairs. They never came to town. I was going to say, <laughs> there's so many ways that that could go in a bad <laughs> direction. Like, they show up like, where is everybody? I don't know. They're always fucking late. And then they just start talking mad <laughs> shit about everybody that's, like, well, waiting to surprise them. They were like, sure, they know we're here. They'll come looking for us at some point. Probably <laughs> 10 minutes past, we start hearing them cracking yeah, their ears down the yeah. <laughs> Oh, they whip their dicks out, and yeah. they go to the onsen, yeah. and you're just left up there high and dry. That was a great test to where I th feel comfortable enough that we could do that again, but camping or at a beach house, yeah. Yeah. we got to do that shit. That's so much fun. It could be a lot of fun. Yeah. This episode of Always Open is also brought to you by Manscaped. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. This is, this is the real coffee. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe technology so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. It's also waterproof so you could use it in the shower. I recently got this package and uh, it came with a bunch of different types of products. Everything smelled so good, including a cologne that I sprayed all over Trevor, and I love it. I love the smell, and now I like Trevor even more, and it's great, and he's been using the products, and he loves them as well. Uh, the Manscaped Package 2.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. This is amazing. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting it on the smelliest part of your body? And yes, your balls stink. I don't know what your balls smell like, but I'm sure you could use this product, it'd be great. Tis the season to Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and your friends the best gift of all, the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ALWAYS at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. So get 20% off free shipping with the code ALWAYS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and using the code ALWAYS. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Thank you, Manscaped. Um, let's do a box of issues question. Fuck, how, how deep are we into this episode now? Doesn't matter. We're just chilling. <laughs> That's another thing we're trying out with the show, just keeping a little looser. Yeah, yeah it's new fun. chair energy here. New yeah, dog. It's more new chair. I feel really sticks. bad for broadcast now having to probably adjust our cameras every five minutes as right. we're just like, Slinking yeah, so like. Christian's anyway. literally doing it right now. I'm sorry, bud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Christian didn't pump us up. This is a, we'll do a long one. How dare you, Christian? Christian always pumps me up. Just seeing him on set. <clears throat> All right. My dog. <laughs> so this one doesn't have a name on it, but I'll read it for what you. What should we, let's come up with a name right now. Uh, uh, Dennis Quaid. Dennis, <laughs> Dennis Quaid. Quaid. Dennis Quaid writes. Dennis Quaid writes. Dennis Quaid. One of my good friends is getting married to her boyfriend of five years in June of this year. Okay. She is 25, he is 31. Okay. This past year, her and her fiance bought a house together, but I recently found out when my boyfriend and I inadvertently confronted her about it when she was drunk, that she does not actually want to get married to him. Mm. Yikes. Her and her fiance have nothing in common. He makes it clear that the stuff uh, important to her is not important to him, like going out with friends or simply watching a TV show she likes together. She might have feelings for another man whom she would never cheat with, but I see it as a sign to leave her fiance. He doesn't make her happy. They argue a lot. He's always grumpy. And worst of all, when they moved in together, he didn't let her keep her cat. Mm -mm. These are just a few of the issues we uncovered. We asked if she could see herself divorcing him down the line. She said yes. Her concerns are that he's already invested so much money in the wedding, and most of all, she does not want to hurt him. But she can't give a good reason as to why she wants to get married to him. 
I don't know if I'm being a better friend by leaving things be and letting them play out as they go, or if I should find some other way to convince her not to go through with the wedding. How do I help her? I don't want to spend uh, the rest of her life unhappy just because she's putting him before herself. Ooh, boy! I, I feel like we've all had friends who are in relationships that you don't approve of, and it's yeah. hard to to have the full picture because a lot of stuff goes on behind the scenes that you don't know about, so maybe they have like a great romance off camera. Yeah. But that sounds pretty rough. You just you don't, you don't want to be the friend that's like, you gotta break up, and here's then the thing. they stay together, and then you look like an asshole. Hey, hey bud, here's the thing. This doesn't sound like a relationship that the friend doesn't approve of. It sounds like a relationship that the fiance isn't into. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. who the fuck goes into a wedding like, yeah, I might divorce him. Like, yeah. like, like. Having that, like any sort of reason to stay in a relationship and to go through with a marriage simply because effort and money has been put into a wedding already. It's convenience. Is such bullshit. Um, your happiness and your future should be above everything else, including money, and that, like, you should not feel any guilt in taking yourself out of a situation just because money has been spent on something. Right. Well, so more money is going to be spent if right. you go through with it. <laughs> but there will yeah. be more yeah. gifts. There right. will be more, like, like... People traveling in. Yes! Also, the rest of your life. Also, divorce is more expensive. Yeah. Yes! But we got to think of it from the friend's perspective and how, like, I think they're in agreement the is, with us on this. question is, what do I do? Yeah, so how can we help the friend because... I, 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 mm, I, I kind of want them to be vocal about it. I, Maybe they should address it. I, oh God. I mean, I, it, this is the friend device. is going to know, Dennis Quaid is going to know better than us. Yeah. <laughs> but if I were Dennis, which is always easy to say when you're not the one actually having to do it. Like if it sounds like these conversations have been had of like, yeah, I don't really know if I want to do it. Uh, I think I could probably divorce, like all that stuff. As that friend, I'd be like, I'm not going to go to this wedding. I'm not mm. gonna do it. Like that's you could draw. That's the, all, that's, the that's the biggest thing you could probably do is like yeah. I don't think you should. Like whenever I've had issues with friends of mine that are kind of maybe difficult to talk to, and maybe this is just me because I'm I'm really bad at having like quote unquote arguments because I'm very forgetful mm. of things, and like I'm really bad at being like, well, that one time you said like, I will sometimes write stuff down if I'm trying to like if I'm gonna go into uh, what I know is gonna be a confrontational conversation, I like. I will write down the point that I'm trying to make and then I'll write down the evidence that supports that so that I can actually kind of be like, hey, That's some ammunition. like this is kind of what I'm seeing as your friend. This is the pattern that I'm seeing right mm -hmm. now. And as your friend, I don't think it's a very healthy thing to do. I also don't think it's a fair thing to do to him. Like obviously the, 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 the groom, potential groom in this situation doesn't sound great, but obviously this is all coming from one side of the situation. Yeah, it's, it's, the it's not fair to bride's friend. that yeah. person. It's not fair to him to yeah. like go through with something that you're not into. Because for all he knows, he could think like, thinks it sounds fine. Everything's yeah. going great. Yeah. We have our little arguments or our little disagreements, but like, she I wants to be getting married. I don't even know. It, here's the thing: based on the 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 way that this bride to be sounds, it sounds like she kind of bends to everything constantly. So yeah, if if she's not raising her concerns about stuff, then yeah, from the guy's point of view, everything's going great. They're about to get married, they're gonna be, live happily ever after. Yeah, I think the, in my personal opinion, I know there's a lot of choices in this situation. I think the best thing to do would be voice your concerns to your friend. Say, you know, I've noticed these things, you've expressed your unhappiness in these situations, and I care about you and I want you to be happy and you deserve 
better than this, in my opinion, maybe. Like, try to give it from your perspective of, you know how good of a person this person is, and to see them not being treated as they should be treated hurts you to see that. And yeah. knowing that they could do better, I think, is something that you need to voice your concern about. Ultimately, though, it's her life. And if, yeah. if she wants to go through with it, for whatever reason she wants to go through with it, like, that's essentially her call. And, like, the best thing you could do is be there for your friend and say, like, hey, like, I really, I, I want you to be able to see this mm -hmm. from my eyes and, like, from an outsider's perspective. I think that is a very good first approach to take because it is definitely the more, um, it's the less harsh approach, yeah. I guess, of, like, obvi obviously you care for your friend and you want your friend to be happy. Again, just based on the information provided in this question, your friend sounds like um, the type of person that would be like, you know, she's downplaying her own personal happiness because she feels as though she doesn't want to she doesn't want to cause waves. She doesn't want to make waves. Rock the boat, yeah. It sounds like the type of person who would kind of typically, yeah, downplay their needs for someone else's. And that's why my my only I'm leaning towards the harsher conversation of like it's not just about your happiness this is about lying to another person mm -hmm. and like you think right now that going through the with the wedding is going to cause less problems yeah. and that's the wrong take that is 100% the wrong take it's, as you said divorce is fucking expensive right um, it's like have you ever seen the ending to uh um girl with the dragon tattoo where someone gets lured into another person's house because of like pressure like uh, social anxiety, yeah. and it's just like people will do weird, bad, detrimental things to themselves for social pressure. Yeah. And she's like, right now, she's like, I got all these wedding guests, and we've already invested this much money. Just like, yeah. you got to put that away. And you should, as a friend, Dennis Quaid, you should <laughs> help them recognize that they have options and that they should not feel pressured to continue down this path. You can't let it determine what, like, because marriage. Yes, there's divorce and all that stuff, but it's pretty... It's, fairly it's not the same as a breakup. Right, right. exactly. Not. It's a pretty solid situation that you're putting yourself into. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever been in that situation where you have, uh, where you're the person who, like, a friend is like, hey, like, you don't seem happy. Like, what's going on here? I've been pretty private about past relationships, so I haven't been that person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. I've been in relationships where people have been like, why are you with that guy? Like, you know, you could do better. And I'm always yeah. just like, oh, well, you just don't know him like I do. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, you, I don't know if, if the person in this situation is, but you tend to see the good in people. Yes. And, like, 100%. remember the good parts of a relationship of, like, oh, yes, they do this, but they also do this and make right. me feel good about this and happy in this situation and stuff like that. I mean, so after you, five years, you develop a comfort for the other person. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's especially, like, after five years, that person is so ingrained in your life. It's, you can't imagine life without them. It's scary, yeah. But there's also like, uh, like I think a pride that p takes a, a pl play in this, like mm -hmm. where like they have invested five years of the, their life into this and they don't want to look like a fool. It's that sunk cost fallacy. Yeah, to where it's just like, uh, nothing's wrong with my relationship. You're wrong. No, I'm staying in this relationship. Like, and they'll like double down yes. on this t terrible decision. That's how cults get going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a rough, it's a, it doesn't sound like a good sitch, Dennis. Yeah. Sorry to hear about your friend. Yeah. I mean, I, I would think too, like, the biggest worry probably for, for Dennis Quaid is that, oh, Dennis. like, you could lose a friendship over this, like, with a really close friend, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've definitely had situations where I've, like, had friends who, um, you know, I kind of off the bat could tell that, like, 
their partner, whoever they were with, was not a good person or like whatever. And then it sucks because you're like, you know, your your friendship definitely uh, deteriorates for a little bit. Like I had one of my best friends was dating someone who I just like did not like, did not approve of, and it took her a while to to like realize it herself. Yeah. And so once they finally broke up, she was like, man, like, where have you been, like, these past three years? Like, I haven't seen you. And it was just like... You were dating an asshole. Yeah, bitch, I've been trying to tell you, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so, like, I mean, that's hard. But I've also been on the other side of it where, um, you know, where I've, I've dated people long term and, like, had friends like, hey, like, you don't seem as happy as you could be. Or, like, we, we noticed something's off or, like, you know, yeah. whatever. And you do get defensive and you do get, like, oh, well, like, you know, we're working through it or whatever. But then... Once you kind of step out of it, you're like, oh shit, like everyone's been right and I've just kind of been wasting time. Well, because you, perspective, yeah. you also don't yeah. want to believe it when you're in it. Right. You know, yeah. you want to be like, I'm with this person and all these people are saying these things about it, but like, I think I'm happy or maybe I'm just content. I don't know. But yeah. you, you almost don't want to take their advice when you're in it. Well, yeah. just things you just kind of get blinders on and then like things progress. You start to like co-own pets or land right. or vehicles and then you're just like or property downing yeah. doubling down on this thing i mean we've had we've had friends that have gone through this and you're just like oh if you could see yeah. with my eyes <laughs> and then when like if that breakup ever does happen you're just like thank you like and yeah. then you see how much happier they are mm. yeah you're like this is this is the person who we know you to be yeah, yeah. Mm. um and i think that ultimately just trying to express that concern to your friend of just like I know, like, you could be so much happier if you're not in this situation, but if this is what you want, then I'm going to support you. Yeah. Yep. You keep... Don't complain about it to me, then. <laughs> Dennis, it, knows, it sounds like you've recognized the problem. You know what to do, but you have our support, Dennis Quaid. Have... We love you, Dennis Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, we say it. You know, we've been waiting all day for Dennis Quaid. Well, guys... Thanks so much for joining me on the premiere of Always Open. Always. Yeah. Thanks for having us, yeah. It's so nice to be here. We got a, a post show for first members, so if you're not a first member, please sign up. Um, it really helps support us, um, everything we make here at Rooster Teeth, and it really means a lot. Um, it's honestly the best way to support the content we make, so please sign up for first membership. Come check out our post show. We're going to be doing some more Box of Issues questions. And tune in next week for more of this. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I guess we could cheers, kind of. <laughs> oh, we can't cheers anymore. It's oh, so no. Oh, oh, my God. God. oh.